now rocking with One Nation Radio. Welcome to the program. James Boy, Richard Ladder, and a couple friends with the show for your wrestling needs. Shopping out the rest of the IWC. We gon' tell her how it is. We gon' shoot from the hip. If they putting out trash, we gon' rip from the bits. Make sure that you tweet us and you rate the shows. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Now let's get it on the road. Hey. One Nation Sports. One Nation Sports. One Nation Sports. Welcome to One Nation Radio. And now, here are your hosts, Rich Latta and James Boyd. And thank you for listening. SocialSuperLights.com. BWB, what's up? Welcome to the August 4th edition of One Nation Radio. James, what's going on, man? Not too much. Uh... Just had to come, had to bring it as uh, John Cena said via satellite. Right, right. So we got James, yeah. James on the Skype right now, and we're yeah. about to run through this here podcast. Uh, it was a, it was kind of a dull week in professional wrestling. No, compared to all of the you know latest stuff we've had lately, such as the draft, the pay per views. This is just kind of standard week of wrestling. Um, where do you want to start? I guess we should just start with Raw. All right. Um, or do you, or do you want to just cherry pick between the best stuff of each show and just work your way down? Uh, I get. We can go through them both, like right in a row. Okay. Um, yeah. Now we that we have to cover SmackDown is you know this is you know just what the doctor ordered apparently. Okay. Um. So we had Sasha Banks and Charlotte out there. Um talking that shit to each other. Sasha Banks, a new women's champion. It was refreshing to see her start Monday Night Raw. The first, you know, um, interest music that you heard. Charlotte came out with not one of her best robes, in my opinion. Um, And she, you know, they talk a bunch of shit. And then, you know, they shoot the jokes there in Atlanta. So they talk about how Sasha's a one-night stand. And Sasha flips that on her with, you know, Vengeance, saying, you know, you're the daughter of Ric Flair. If it wasn't for a one-night stand, you wouldn't be here. Uh, yeah. all, all of a sudden, uh, Chris Jericho comes out to the ring, and I'm suddenly in absolute confusion. Yeah. And, like, like, what the hell is he doing here? And he starts running down Sasha and saying, you know, who has Ric Flair ever beat? And all this other stuff. Like, Charlotte's better than Ric Flair. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, to say, but you know that's the point, obviously. Um, yes. Then all, lie. yeah. Then, then all of a sudden, James's favorite guy comes out. <laughs> now, James, uh, you told me in private that uh, you you not really feeling a cer- certain guy. I'm gonna just I'm gonna just let you lay it out there, and I've kind of. I've kind of felt this like on my own, but you kind of really just verbalized it to me. Um, it, the best way you can explain this, this Enzo Amore. Yeah, your I, thoughts? Yeah, I don't really remember what I said to you, but um, it, the gist is like he's doing and saying a lot of things that I'm pretty sure guys in the past have been told they could not do or say. Because they said for some reason or another that it, it it won't connect with the crowd, it won't relate. But you bring you bring you know guy with a half thug life tattoo up on to the main roster with you know wearing all types of foolishness, and then he can say it. But I don't remember exactly what I said. So I mean, if you want to repeat it, go ahead. I don't really care. Well, I mean, it was like it, you know, like you fo- like you turned on this Enzo Amore shit. Like basically. oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He calls him, yeah, when he used the word Herb, it's like, okay, I, I see what's up now. <laughs> well, anyway, um, Jer- it leads to a mixed tag match, and Sasha Banks gets pinned by Charlotte, um, hit the natural selection. I didn't really see the point of beating Sasha like right away as soon as she won the belt. Um, I think they should have done a finish with Enzo Mori getting pinned because he's the guy to take pins. Um, right. What did you think about that? I thought it was strange that they. I mean, I sort of see what they were trying to do, but I think they were trying to. I think in my mind, what they were trying to do was they were trying to put Sasha and, and Enzo together because, regardless of how I feel about Enzo, Enzo's a great talker. 
And from what we've seen at NXT at a certain point, Sasha is also a really good talker. So you basically have, like, the best young person on the mic, male, and the best young person on the mic, female, and you put them together just for a night or whatever just to get each other over and give each other mm-hmm. the rub. The issue is Sasha, she didn't she didn't bring her A game on the mic um, on Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh Unfortunately, it just didn't, the stars didn't work. Out, it didn't align for it to work out the way I, in my, in my mind, I thought it would have worked out. Between, if I saw those two link up together and you know do all this stuff, right? But I mean, the crowd was into it with all the how you know how you doing stuff because you know that's their thing, right? And um, Jericho comes out, and I mean, it's a it's a cool use for Jericho. I just wish that. Uh, Hey, Chris Jericho is literally Ric Flair now, bro. 1996 <laughs> I, I, and after Ric Flair. I think that I think it was sort of weird that uh, one. Uh, okay, I I just think it was weird because with Jericho there, you know, you have these two women that are e- that are you know more or less equal, squaring off with each other. Yeah. Because, you know, that's going to be like the huge robbery for, for that's going to be like the Orton Cena for, for the women's division for, for, yeah, you know, that's like the new thing, right? And you put Jericho on one side, who's, you know, one of the greatest ever. And then you put Enzo Amore together with him, and it's like, wait a second. <laughs> Some, you know one I mean? of these things is not like the others. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's like, okay, like, the reason why Enzo and Cass works is because, like, Enzo kind of, it's kind of like the Dolph Ziggler thing is set to a, a fuller extent. Like, he's out there to, to make the other guy look great and take these huge bumps and, and you know, get thrown around by Cass to do all these high spots and stuff. Right. And he's, he's he like, he's meant to take, you know, to get the heat on, on the crowd for a hot tag for Big Cass. If he's, like... So he's out here to get the hot tag for for Sasha, like that yeah, 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 and then you know, and then Sasha really didn't have much of a hot tag, you know. So it was kind of yeah. The women don't really get to have tags he matches too often. Um, yeah. I just want to say this because I've heard other podcasts uh, saying you know Sasha Banks, and Enzo Amore, they look like they had instant chemistry. I just want to know what the hell they 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 saw because I didn't see that. I saw Sasha clearly like. Like, I didn't believe Sasha Banks for a minute that she was feeling Enzo Amore's game or whatever that was. <laughs> well, of course that, but I think a lot of it was just the fact that, like, Sasha seemed uncomfortable the whole night on the mic. So, like, that also bled over to her, you know, her back and forth with, with or I'm sorry, her, like, her rapping with, with Enzo. So, like, it just seemed, like, you know, it was just on... It it was on Sasha. Sasha didn't deliver like I thought she would on a, on a night where she would be handed you know that opportunity. I also will say that it didn't help that it was a twenty one minute segment. Yes, I so. was just about to get to that. <laughs> so it lasted one week. Uh, I saw you mention, um, yeah. you know, the new and improved Monday Night Raw. Um, <laughs> back to the same old shit for most of this show. It was kind of a bad show. Um, I was pretty bored throughout it. I actually was so fatigued from the first two hours, I completely fell asleep during the Seth Rollins and Sami Zayn match before it even started. And, you know, I woke up after that, but it was like, oh, shit. Like, you know. But, um, moving on. I don't know. I would say the the last... Okay, I would say the first... The first... um, uh, I don't know. Like, the first hour or two hours, 15 minutes... Wasn't really much to talk right. about, but like the last forty five minutes was really good, or the last forty five minutes plus the overrun was really good. Speaking of things not to talk about, Braun Strowman uh, squashed another geek. Uh, I talked to Craig from Wrestling Observer on Twitter, and I asked him Roadblock or Strowman, and he said at this point Roadblock was superior than Braun Strowman. Um, so the quest continues. Who can we find that is worse than Braun Strowman? So I just want to put it out there. Um, Golden Truth and Shining Stars and moving right along. They're doing the Pokemon Go gimmick. (laughs) The Shining Stars get a win. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. and Dwight Howard were at ringside. Yep. Um, 
if somebody would have just rolled up and hit Dwight with a steel chair, that would have made my night. But, um, you know, that's they don't do chair shots anymore. Um, pretty much the big thing starting at 9 o'clock hour was the Seth Rollins and Finn Balor promo. And I just want yeah. to be the first one to say it. I am Team Rollins all day, every day in this situation. On this podcast, I've kind of made it clear how I've felt about it. Balor's NXT run since he was the champion. I found it very boring. I felt like the show got stolen from him on under his watch many, many times. Um, many, many times. He never had the best match on any takeover he may have invented. Correct. And Actually, he never had the best match on any takeover that he was ever on. Yes, I'd have to double check that, but I'm I tend to to agree with you on that. Um and <laughs> like this is gonna sound bad. The rise of the women having the best uh you know, matches on the card. That happened on Finn Balor's watch. Like this yeah. wasn't happening to Neville, like this wasn't happening to Sami Zayn, this wasn't happening to Kevin Owens. And I feel like as soon as Nakamura gets the belt, it's not gonna happen to Nakamura. Um Balor kind of just looked like a dude next to Seth Rollins. Uh, when Balor, Balor got out two words, they sent out Seth Rollins to absolutely carry the entire segment. And he basically told Balor, you know, you're like me except, you know, a second-rate version. Everything you do, I've done it first, and I do it better. Um, what would you make of this promo? Did you, did you, How did you think Balor came off during it? Um, Honestly... They didn't give him much. Like essentially, they it was a Seth Rollins promo that at the end had, uh, for more or less, uh, Finn just basically trying to just the put only it thing. That, at the end. <laughs> the, yeah, the you know, only yeah. thing you're gonna get handed is your ass. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much. That's all. That's the only thing they really gave him in this entire. Uh, in this entire promo, so yeah, I, I like, think, a, I think we'd be better off. Promo. I think we'd be better off just waiting for the match, like <laughs> because this storyline is going to be lame. Whatever they do, it like when you juxtapose it with what's happening on SmackDown, um, like like look at the last two weeks, right? We, you know, Balor beats Reigns is Balor versus Rollins for the new belt. Yep. Then Ziggler wins uh, that four-way or whatever it was a six-pack challenge, yep. and he's the number one contender to fight Ambrose for the WWE title on SmackDown. And you 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 get out of the first week, you're just like, wow. They clearly Rock clearly has the better matchup for people to want to see, and I think that probably when it comes to just you know a match, they probably still have the upper hand. But the way we're going to get there, the way it's looking. Like, like SmackDown is they're going to have a hot match. They're going to have a way better few. Like as far as the build, the build to it. Um, still moving along um, with that. Um, Mark Henry walks up on Stephanie McMahon and Mick Foley and basically gets told, you know, you were drafted to be a mentor, and then all of a sudden he uh, wants to win it for America once again. Uh, Mark Henry, former Olympian, and he wants to, you know, a shot at Rusev, the U.S. title. Uh, Mark Henry goes out there and gets his ass whooped by Rusev next. And it is kind of, you know, before uh, they did what they did with Rusev, I had, you know, put out, I was like, Rusev got all this talent, and they just run them back in these retread storylines from two years ago. But, apparently, they have a different plan. Apparently, he's going to be the guy to get Roman Reigns over (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, Roman Reigns will be looks like he'll be challenging Russo for the United States Championship at SummerSlam. He came in wearing the red. James, have you ever seen Roman Reigns wearing the red? No. You know. No. You know Roman Reigns broke out a new color for you boys out here. You know what Roman Reigns' gear starting to look like? What? You know, like on the East Bay catalog, how they used to have like the team Nikes. Yeah. Like, you can get them, like, let's say... In you any play, color. Yeah, you get them in any color, for depending on what school, or what high school team you play for. See if your team... So if your school was, like, 
you know, Clearwater High School, you would wear, you know, the red, black, and uh, and and uh, and white. You know, if you had Countryside, you wore the garden and gold. If you had Largo, like where you went, you wore the gold and, and uh, blue. Right. It's pretty much like, you know, like they're Roman Reigns out here wearing like the, the generic team. <laughs> The generic team Nike uniforms out here, man. <laughs> you know, that man was in that meme wearing them Team Jordan Jordans out there. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. When he was wearing the, 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 the dad jeans. jeans, as they call them. The, yeah. Um, the, da- the dad's your religions. These, uh, the the Roman Reigns Russo feud. Uh, I felt like it's one that probably should have already happened. Um, these guys have been circling around, you know, different parts of the storylines for the last, you know, few years. And. I'm rooting for Rusev. You know, that's just me. But <laughs> I ain't gonna fake. But wow. it looks like, you know, the the stream that I was watching Raw on, it was actually buffering around the time. So I didn't really catch the pops, but everything I read, they said the crowd reacted really positively to Roman Reigns uh challenger for the US title. Is this what he needs right now? They reacted to it okay. Okay. Like I trust your opinion was, rather it, than look, the internet's. It, it, no, they reacted to it in a like it. Okay, so anytime now we're at a point now where anytime he's not getting booed out the building, it's it's supposed to be like a thing. Yes, right? yes. So, yeah. <laughs> so like, granted, like he got a he got a cheer, but there were also boos with it. But I would say that it's not you know, it wasn't nearly as positive as say when he beat the living hell out of Triple H with a chair, or when he punched Vince in the face. Right. You know, or when he won the title from Sheamus and took it back. Like, it wasn't exactly this, it wasn't exactly those kind of like highlight moments and the mm-hmm. damn shame, none of the shield stuff. So, but it was, it was, you know, it was anything is better than what he's been getting, especially right. since he's been back from the suspension. Is, so, but, is uh, making him the U.S. champion the right, you know, move with this, you know, if they let uh, him take the title off of Rusev? I would say no for the reason um, that I think he's too big for the title. Uh, I I'm just afraid that we're gonna get the Roman Reigns United States Open Challenge, and they're gonna literally try to make him Cena as they've they've done a million I, times before. I'd be okay with that for the fact that he he will be able to like he's at the point now to where he's. He's kind of like figured out, or not figured out. He's kind of reached the kind, the sort of level of being a guy to where he comes out and he has a match, and he doesn't have to like don't let him talk. Just have him go out there, have a match every single week with whoever else, regardless, and let it be separate from whatever t or pay per view feud he's setting up. Mm-hmm. And he can make the guy that you want him to, or you want him to lose to important because you want to root against him in a similar fashion to Cena. Um, so and at this point now, given the, you know, the kind of hell he gets from the fans, he might be more over, he might be able to put more guys over just by being in the ring with these guys and working competitive matches than even Cena was. Mm-hmm. Will it be as successful? I don't know because Cena, you know, Cena had all time year last year before he got hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I will say is that I don't know if I would say that if I were them, I would have a few with Rusev, and I would have I would have them like beat Rusev if that's what they're, if that's what their plan is. If he, they plan on having him the U.S. champion, then he needs to beat him and get away from Rusev as fast as possible because I don't think those matches are going to be um, that good. Like between his style and then Rusev with all the squeezing and holding he does. Yes. I don't think that's gonna I don't think that will be a conducive I don't think that would be conducive to the only really interciting matches. The only hope we would basically have with those who is those guys are both like super athletes, literally. Right. <laughs> and we would have to hope that they, you know, had an athletic style match, but you know, I don't think that's exactly what um the direction of the match would be, they wouldn't be given that direction. They were like, all right, Russo, if you whoop his ass, range, you get your, get your comeback, get out of there. But, um, see, okay. if, see my thing is this, if you were to tell me that they're going to have these slobber knocker type matches, because you know, they're both like, regardless of what I think of both of them, um, as far as things, I, as far as the totality of, um, their characters or them in the ring, 
they're both really really good at making another person look good when they when they want to um like so reigns is really good at selling so is rusev like if, you, like, if you saw the match he had on Mark Henry just on Monday, you see that he can make anybody, you know, Rusev can make anybody look, you know, that's big, look like look like they're very powerful and strong. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you come out here and you give them, you know, an 11-minute match, they could, they could do something positive. But if you have them go 15 minutes, I can see it now. Rusev is going to squeeze the hell that out of that man for, for for those extra five minutes, and you're not going to. You're, and no one's going to enjoy that. Right. It needs to be something similar to like um, Bray Wyatt versus Ryback. Um, I think that was Battleground last year. I think so. Or it Money in the some, Bank. It was something. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. It, yeah it was, I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. It was just basically like. Boom, boom, big spot, boom, big spot, boom, and we're out of there. And you see, the, you know, guys doing a couple things that they never done before. It was kind of exciting, and it was quick. Yep. We had a meeting of the primetime players. Uh, Titus O'Neil rolled Darren Young up. Why are dudes that big doing roll-ups? Uh, Titus cheated to win. Uh, kind of flashed a little bit of a heel tendency. Uh, Titus O'Neil was always entertaining to me. Uh, and then Darren Young snapped on him backstage for basically uh, Titus O'Neil told Bob Backlund, you know, I'll whoop your old ass. And that was like one of the highlights from Monday Night Raw for me. Um, and then, you know, I'm shocked he didn't get him in the chicken wing, but the Darren Young thing is coming. I'm just I'm just saying it. Um, after that, we had Cesaro and Sheamus uh, basically set up a match backstage. And no, what? But real quick, what do you think? What do you think of the, of them having a feud? Like, do you think that? Do you think this is good for them, or do you think just like, well, there's nothing else to do, so you might as well do it? I think I don't think they'll make it to SummerSlam. I think it'll probably be on the Raw only pay per view or whatever. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I think if Darian, I think Darian has to win on the pay per view match, but yeah. Uh, I don't see why not. You know, start him somewhere. If start, you... So basically, it's like the. So basically, their feud is like the jagged edge. Let's get married of of feuds. It's just like, you know, yeah. we ain't getting no younger, so you we might ain't as well no do younger. it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bro, that is like one of the worst. Like for a song that gets as much love as it does for you know being a wedding song, like that is one of like the most like. <laughs> Cynical, not uh, cynical. Yeah, like yeah, the word is cynical. One of those cynical songs about like the 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 uh, what's called the the uh, constitution of marriage or whatever. Right. Like yeah, we've been together for so long. Like we might as well just do this shit. Like, like ain't nothing else to do, James. Yeah. Like yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing else to do. Let's just get this done with. Like, um, Nia Jax. Fuck it. Here goes nothing. N- Nia Jax squashed uh, a girl named Ariel Monroe uh, in. A minute flat. So, um, Nia Jax and Braun Strowman are running the exact same gimmick, except Nia Jax, I think, is doing it better. Um, oh, yeah. She's a better wrestler than him. Yes. I, I've seen Nia Jax go 15 minutes and, and have a decent match. Um, how do you think they're, like, like, what are you getting out of them portraying her? Like, this plus-size model shit they're talking about, like, I don't, like, know why you need to bring that up. If this girl is going in the ring, killing people, and, you know, humans have eyes that are watching the TV. They can yeah. see she's attractive. Like, yeah. the, like I don't I don't exactly understand. And then when Michael Cole is saying it, it's just like, there's a disconnect for me. Like, why is this happening? Yeah, I think it's a bad move. Like, if her, if, if her character... Okay, so... Are we just assuming her character, or is her character actually she is like the the, the new monster hill in the territory for the women's division? I would assume that would be so. Okay. Um, if that's the case, then they need to drop it. If her if her if the case is she is the monster, or she is like the powerhouse, then that's another story. But seeing that she's beating the hell out of women after the matches, I would assume that she is you know. A heel. A heel. <laughs> so they need to just leave that alone. I mean, if they want to make her face and make her a face, I mean, there's plenty of time to do it right now. I mean, 
given given the women that are on the roster, she could go either way as far as heel or face. But I mean, if she's beating women up, like at a certain point in time, like when is she just going to hop in the ring and fight Paige? She's probably gonna. The big match is probably her versus Sasha, like down the road. Like once Nia Jax squashes people for like ten weeks, and they get Charlotte out the way. Ten weeks. Yeah, like like who who's gonna get over faster out of out of her and Strowman doing this? Because like I feel like both of them are going to get over doing this. It's just we're gonna begrudgingly like watch Braun Strowman do it. Okay, you can't. I don't think Strowman will ever get over the fact that like. We've seen guys that are big, and we've seen guys that, like, don't look like they are, like, completely just made out of... Okay. He looks like he has, like, the same mobility in his hips as, like, Hulk Hogan right now. Damn. Like, he looks so lumbering and so, like, stiff and so plodding. Like, whereas when it comes to Nia, like... He runs like he shit his pants also. <laughs> like his knees don't bend. It's like he's trying not to like. He's trying to make sure it doesn't run down his leg or something. Like it it's just kind of like, awkward. It looks. It looks like. Okay, we're back. We have some technical difficulties. You were saying Braun Strowman looked like James. Yeah, Braun Strowman looked like he like anything could tear from like <laughs> anything like on his kinetic chain from like his waist down like anything could tear at any moment and he's just going to crumple up in a heap uh but when you compare that to not compare it to Nia, like Nia looks like fluid like granted you know given her size she's not like you know the, the she's not like brock lesnar or anything like that but at the same time like she looks like she's meant to be wrestling like she's you know kind of I mean? like a rusev yeah, like Rusev looks like a smooth, like a guy that's huge, but also smooth wrestling. Like Luke Harper is gigantic and huge and looks smooth, but looks like he can wrestle. Young Kane, same thing. Yeah. All right, like we're kind of running low on Raw time, so let's just blow through the rest <laughs> of this before we're, we had the uh, New Day in the club basically start a feud. Uh, Seamus Cesaro, Cesaro got the pin. They did a little backstage segment talking about his shoulder and why he slipped in a draft and him talking about what he wanted to go to SmackDown. Uh, Cesaro's not going to have a SummerSlam match, everybody. Um, pains me. <clears throat> um, Jinder Mahal and Heath Slater are in the ring, and Jinder Mahal kicks Slater in the face and earns a contract. Um, I read a stat that this was Jinder Mahal's first win on Raw ever, solo. This is his first singles Yay. victory, so, you know, James is clapping it up for you, Jinder. So... We'll see. He'll probably be fighting Braun Strowman next week. So, you know, we'll <laughs> prayers go out to Jinder Mahal and whatever he's about right, to so do. Real quick, though. So, since you, you thought, you really think they're going to run her out there or run Nia Jax and Braun Strowman out for like another eight eight or so weeks just beating people? Yes. Just beating the brakes off people? Yes. Like, I, like, think, you don't... I think they'll both have a match on the, on the Raw pay-per-view. Like, neither of them will have a SummerSlam match. But uh, leading up to that, like whether I feel like Nia Jax is going to fight, she's not going to get the title match right away. So name another woman that's on the roster that's not the champion. Like, why, yeah, like but why Paige can't she, or why can't she fight Paige? Not. Like have a feud with Paige on TV right now. Uh, I think Paige is injured at the moment, but they might oh, have okay. more. They might. I think they have other uh, women that are yes, faces. They do. Yeah. So we'll see. They have Alicia Fox. They they can do that. They were like Alicia She's a heel Fox. right now, but yeah, but you get my point. She like, can turn her face women. on a dime. <laughs> yeah, like they have. They, I'm sure if I look at the roster, I'm sure they have like three other women on there. They they need to put her in there to have a do something with right now. So Seth Rollins and Sami Zayn, I missed it. What happened? They um they had a really good match. You know, with shocker, right? Those two get together right. and have a really good match. That's a pay per view match, like yeah. I mean. At this point now with Sami Zayn and Seth, like they could they could, you know, have any old match with any old body on a Monday night raw and then not have to concern it like they wasted whatever good thing they were gonna do at that pay per view. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm at that point with those guys. Oh, I skipped uh the possibility of Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho versus Cass and Amore. Owens basically was on commentary during the match, uh the first one and then Cass came out 
uh, kicked Jericho in the face, and Jericho made up a guy, and then Owens walks up to him like, you know, I got your back. So the Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho tag team. This ends with with Kevin Owens turning face, right? I guess I I I don't see the logic behind why Kevin Owens would even give a flying flip. I mean, they're Canadian, James. Over they the, sit together. Yeah, so is Sami Zayn. <laughs> What's your point? Well, right? you know. No, okay. So my, the only thing that I could understand is the fact that through. Money in the bank, like all them times he had all the multi-man matches that Jericho was involved. Jericho and Kevin Owens didn't hate each other, and they never turned each other in any of these matches. So, you can say they were cool, but at the same time, Kevin Owens' character has always been that he's a complete jerk, and he hates everybody. Right. So, why change that up? It's worked so well. Uh, I They'll figure it out. Uh, I I feel kind of bad for Owens because you know hopefully they, they like their rumors like supposedly yeah they they say they still see big things in him so I feel like he should be fighting for the title at no later than Survivor Series he needs to get a title shot. Um, he should be fighting Roman Reigns right now. Yes, they didn't they didn't do that. I was kind of shocked at that. So. Um, and then in the you know main event, uh, Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar come out um, and just talk get cash, uh, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know the Viper, uh, RKO, out of nowhere, pull up then, yeah, pulled up on that old juice head as you said, um, Orton hit under the ring, popped up, hit him, got up out of there. And I felt like a genuinely surprising moment that was welcome, but at the same time was like, great. Y'all already got SmackDown dudes running over here. So I feel like this, this, match, is, yeah, this, this is an outlier because they booked this without the, the brand split in mind. They could have put them on the same brand. So I don't, you know, I feel like this is an outlier. So I'm, I'm willing to cut them some slack on this. But the but second I see that, Styles showing up on Raw, I'm like, all right, here we go. But you don't think that, like, ultimately, like, this is a good thing that, like, we know that there could be guys popping up on the other show, on the other show, quote unquote, invading it. It'll get old because they'll they'll do it over and over again. But I'm saying, if you do it once or twice a year for what is probably going to be the main event of SummerSlam, like, why wouldn't you do that? Uh. I, the thing is, do have we ever trusted WWE to use like, what's the word I'm looking for? You discretion. Know, yes, discretion on these type of things to to do too much of a good thing. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, I would rather see personally. I would rather like them to have the champions be able to float between shows depending on the feud. Mm-hmm. And have people come on, like let's say Dean Ambrose is a champion of Raw or of of, of the WWE. Therefore, um, between every feud, he has to like there's no more contendership deal. He has to go from place to place, like he's going to, to, through t- the territories. Mm-hmm. And then like so, basically he's a champion, so that means he's doing double duty basically that whole entire time. Like I would, I, I think it would work out better if all the champions were doing double duty on both shows, floating between feuds or whatnot, and then guys that don't have, that aren't in belt, or feuds for belts stay where they are because, like, we don't have enough, uh, like, we don't have, we're going to have all these, we're going to dilute these titles, like, in a heartbeat. Yes. Like, the second they put, the second they put the women's title, uh, uh, SmackDown women's title in a tag team title on SmackDown, we're just going to be like, okay, so, like, New Day has now been the champion of 400 and some odd, or 300 and or almost a year and change, and it's ultimately not going to matter because America Alves is going to also be champion. Right. And Man. they're never going to ever wrestle each other until, one of, until, like, a year or two after the fact, if New Day is even still together a year or two after from now. And then, like, you know, that SmackDown women's division, that shit is going to be a train wreck. 
Yeah. Until, you know, they Nikki either Nikki Bella comes back or Bailey shows up and both of them show up. Like that has to happen. Because do, and, they're flirting with putting the belt on Eve Marie, bro. And how do we know that Bailey's not gonna end up on Raw? Exactly. Well, I guess we, you know, that she worked in NXT. Let's get her on Raw. You know, that's kind of how they do these things. But speaking of SmackDown, let's get to that. Um, SmackDown opened this week with a thunderous promo from Dean Ambrose, um, showing you know some subtle healness, talking, spitting that real uh, to Ziggler. Ziggler uh, cranked up like you know. All those great Dolph Ziggler interviews that we see that always happen on the website or um, on Twitter, whatever. The question was, why doesn't he ever get a chance to do that in the ring? I watched that Ziggler promo and hair stood up on my arm. Like it was like, man, like like this man's intense. He believes this shit. Like, would you make it this this first segment? Yeah, I thought it was great. I mean, I from the the second I saw that promo, I was like, well, okay, like. Now, now this isn't as much of a, now this isn't a joke anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, the few, you know, after Ziggler super kicked uh, AJ Styles face off for that pin, um, and he's number one contender, we were all like, oh, God, this is going to be like the fifth best match on SummerSlam. Now, at this point, well, I would probably put it, I, I my personal, like, it's in that top four. Like, it's actually like, if this were WrestleMania, this would be one considered one of the co-main events right now. As opposed, so now we're at a point where we'll see what happens. But given what they did with Ziggler, like Ziggler looks legitimate. Like he he came out there, he, you know, he talked about um, his career. And I, the thing I like about his feud is like a lot of this stuff is also like real life stuff too. Uh huh. Um. You know, like Dean Ambrose just doesn't think that dude's like legitimate because that man's a joke. Or like, you know, do you, do you feel this is a callback? And I watched this today to the John Cena versus Daniel Bryan feud, and then also the John Cena and AJ Styles feud being a callback to the John Cena Daniel Bryan feud. Um, I would say I feel like there are a lot of parallels, like in, in that because Dean Ambrose is talking about you know you don't know what I had to do to get here and. All this other stuff, you know, you're not good enough. You're making excuses or anything like that. And I, I, I just feel like there's a parallel for Ziggler and Daniel Bryan at that, you know, since except say, Ziggler's nowhere near as hot as Bryan was. Um, I would say in more parallels or in more parallels, Randy Orton versus Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. Um, j- just given given what they talked about in the ring together where Ziggler goes and says, look, you say you scratched and clawed and you came from the bottom. You didn't come from the bottom. You started out in the shield. You were protected and all that kind of stuff. I started out as a male cheerleader. Like, that's a lot of, like, you know, I started out, you know, as the virgin and you started out uh, in freaking evolution. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. It's, it's you know, it's, it's, it's similar to that. Um, I think Daniel Bryan... Ex- his uh, ascension is a little bit um, is a bigger deal than Ziggler's because Ziggler didn't really ascend like he's been. They just flipped the metaphor- switch. He, he's you know he's been up high. He's you know he's been a champion. He's been a guy that they trusted in upper mid card in the main event from time to time. You know every every year or so they put him in, in, a, in a thing and then like basically just bring him right back, you know, snatch, you know, opens the trap door and he falls back down into the abyss. Right. But, um, this time it actually seems a little different. Like he, it actually seems like they may actually do something and they desperately do need him to actually like pan out. Yeah. Um, who's closer to a heel turn, Ziggler or Ambrose? I feel like it's Ziggler because Um, he's coming off to me. Like he's willing to do anything to win and when these guys get put in these situations where it's like yeah i don't have anything to lose and i'm about to show y'all that i am not leaving without this belt crazy shit tends to happen and Dolph ziggler doing all this stuff and then losing and then going right back to being a baby face i don't know i would say that on the mic okay through words Ambrose is coming off as an arrogant, yes, 
or how do I say it? He's he's not taking Ziggler, Ziggler seriously. He's he's coming off like a dick about it, right? Um, but Ziggler through action, seeing that he pretty much sucker kicked AJ in the mouth. Which, I mean, it's you know it's wrestling, but like he if the guy turned around, you know he basically took advantage of it and took the last pinfall like on the sneak, and then. He uses an exposed turnbuckle to the 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 crash in uh, Bray Wyatt's face, and then and then kicks him in the face and pins him. Like, so, I feel like we're gonna go back to all this stuff and be like, he was doing all this little stuff, you know, when the big turn comes. Yeah, and, and just yeah, no one picked up on it. There see there are seeds, but I would you know, ultimately, if you ask me, which if you know if I think that something's gonna happen between them being a, a heel turn for one of them, I would. Just assume that they're coming toward. They're both sort of like coming towards the middle to, to build tension for each other to actually like right. build this as a main event, as that classic main event face versus face feud. Like you and, know, and like, Bray Wyatt is being brought in as the heel with with Eric Rowan, and then either they do like a walkout angle next week during the tag match, or somebody runs into each other. Let me guess, Dolph Ziggler is going to super kick somebody. They're going to duck, and he's going to hit Dean Ambrose. I'm just throwing it out there. I mean, but, that that sort of is how all these feuds have worked for like twenty years with Shawn Michaels. So yeah, <laughs> you know that that careless foot just knocks the wrong guy out. Yep, yep. You know, so it all depends if he does the sweet chin music though. If if he does a super kick, he might have a chance. You know, to do it right, <laughs> but we'll see. Um, they had uh, number one contender triple threat match uh, for the Intercontinental Title. The Miz was on commentary, and it was Kalisto versus Baron Corbin versus Apollo Crews. I thought it was a really good match. Uh, yeah. Crews and Corbin looked very good. Kalisto kind of was just there for me. Um, I we, we got Apollo Crews with a victory, um, and he's facing The Miz. Yes. Should they just go ahead and do a title change at SummerSlam? I would say no. Um, I think they should at least hold it off to Night of Champions. I think that um, given that we're almost pretty sure that Roman Reigns, like unless Fruits of Cheats, he's gonna he's gonna be the he's gonna, that's gonna be one title change right there. Um, we're gonna have a new champion on for Raw. Uh, who knows what the hell happens with uh, Sigler and Ambrose? Or, no. Well, yeah, but I, I honestly think that Z- or Ambrose is going to continue being champion. Like, same here. You know, it, it, yeah, it, like Ambrose it, and AJ are. are like, on remember, a okay, so remember Summer Slam 2013 when I said to you about about Cena versus Brian, like leading up to that, leading up to that match. Nah, I remember. I remember saying like, bro, it's going to take for me to believe that that Daniel Bryan oh, yeah. is going to beat John Cena for me to believe it because these fuckers always do this. It's going to take a, a pin count or a submission, plus him holding the belt, plus whatever else happens, and, and the night going and, and going black with him, you know, holding a belt victoriously. And those fuckers got me with the fireworks, and yep. then Orton cashed in. Yep. But and so, mind you, leading up to that match, he didn't have a finishing move to to pin him. It was right. just the submission. It was like he's not going to win by submission. Like, <laughs> yeah, he ain't tapping out John Cena. <laughs> so I don't know, but um, think about it like this: we saw Undertaker tap at the last SummerSlam. When's the last time you saw John Cena tap out? Not never. Shit, I think Kurt Angle has actually submitted him before, but that was so long ago, like oh two, oh three. Oh, like, that don't count. That's, yeah. that's like that's like that's prototype, prehistoric Cena. Like that's like prototype word, word life, life. That don't count. Hey James, have you come any closer to an answer on what the fuck word life is? No, but I will say that that is now creeping up upon um, like the greatest questions uh, is in like philosophical questions of all time, along with what is the meaning of life. Is this what is the meaning of life, and what is world life? Is kind of you know it's close. <laughs> and name and finding ten guys worse than Braun Strowman is up there. It's up there. Um, we had uh, Eve Marie against Becky Lynch, and the match never started. Um, yeah. I don't know what type of angle they're running, but uh, I guess we'll see. 
do you think that's he, they're trying to get more, even more heat on Eva, or do you think they just need a smaz? I think they're trying to get more heat. You know, remember when Fandango debuted? He was like, "Yeah, I'm not wrestling." It's like people want to see her get in there, and they want to watch her be bad. Like that's that's the gimmick. Like of the fans, like bad, fans like, want bad, to, at, bad like bad, bad at wrestling. Character. What will she oh, mess up? Wrestling. Like bad at the art form. Yes. Like what will she mess up? And by denying that, that's getting people angry. I'm I'm assuming. And look, and you're also wasting their time because that is a long. That's a pretty lengthy uh, entrance for you to come out there. Yes. Get up on the top rope, fake an injury. Also, she faked the injury and then walked out without limping. Like what the fuck? Like. <laughs> <laughs> you can't yep. even limp. Yep. Uh, and this is what they have Becky Lynch out here just watching. Meanwhile, yeah, Becky, Becky yeah, poor much, Becky Lynch. She, yeah, she they left him like she left out the ring, and Becky's there just like, wait, what? So I don't, I don't, I, I don't, don't get to wrestle. wrestle? Like no. if this is real, like like she don't get no check for this. Like you know, yeah. you know, the winner and the loser. You know, you know, she was trying to win that night. You know, um, bro, Becky's the, gonna get. At the rate this shit's going, bro, Becky ain't gonna be around too long. <laughs> At the rate this is going, they're treating her so bad. That's all right, Becky. We 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 here on One Nation Radio are you know members of the Lynch Mob, so we had the debut of American Alpha. I thought they looked awesome. Um, yeah. Gable and Jordan, I think they're both stars in the future. They might be able to catch a little bit of Daniel Bryan small guy magic in Chad Gable one day, but it's far off. Um, these guys are going to be the pillars of which SmackDown is built around. <clears throat> and I, I think they're, I can't wait till they bring up the revival. If they put them on SmackDown, so these guys can run those matches. They were having in NXT back. I think the time uh, sh- should be coming after NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. Now, I don't know if they actually want to call up the Revival or if they want to just use them as a tag team NXT, but those guys are, like, made to wrestle each other. Um, I have a question. Yeah. Um, so at what point does um, either Kurt Angle or Shelton Benjamin <laughs> or Brock Lesnar, like, tell them dudes like hey man what's up with you and his amateur wrestling stuff like y'all kind of stole the gimmick uh, i feel like there should be some type of backstage challenge one day so to prove the legitimacy you know i feel like <laughs> you know like i you always hear these stories about these guys you know like all right let, let's see it you know like if you're dolph ziggler right no i'm not talking about the shooting problems i'm on the storyline like hey like is if i if, if, if i remember correctly wasn't like Shelton Benjamin part of like a tag team that yes. was like angles like almost like his edgeheads? Yes, like yep, it was him and Char- uh, Charlie Haas, the world's greatest tag team. Ironically, one black guy and one white guy, and I made the joke: these guys, American Alpha, they're already on the short list of best mixed race tag teams I've ever oh seen. And you know, I'm not really here for that Dudley Boy shit, but best race tag team. Like mixed race yeah, team. yeah. Oh, nah, I, that that look. I didn't want to say the other word because you like, know. In- <laughs> are they are they better than Rocket Sock Connection? No, they are not better than Rocket right, Sock then. Connection. Just, just I, that's why I said they're on the list. You know, um, totally forgot about the Rocket Sock Connection. Three time <laughs> tag champs. Um, <laughs> let's see. And then we had John Cena and AJ Styles get into it. Yeah, it seems like all my worst fears about AJ Styles turning heel are finally coming true. I felt like at some points they just made him sound like another bitter guy that's wrestling John Cena. Literally cutting the same promo as CM Punk, as Daniel Bryan, as any other guy that's <clears throat> called Cena this gimmick and then pointed at the kids. Although Styles did it in a funny way. I'll give him that. Um, and then it was only the first half of his promo that kind of made me think that they made him look lame with that. Um, I thought Cena cut a good promo. It was off the, the John Cena tree of, you know, I'm here out of love and, you know, James is rolling his eyes right now. Um, (laughs) but what'd you make of this? (laughs) 
okay, so I know you don't really watch like um sci-fi movies or superhero movies or any of that sort of thing. Nah. But yeah, Shit but too pretty fake. much like there's a right. It's a <laughs> yeah, right. We're on a wrestling program. So like there's a point in like all these movies, like any of these like sci-fi movies, whether it's like Star Wars or Guardians of the Galaxy or uh I, any other anything that involves like dog fighting, like planes, dog planes fighting. or spaceships, like yeah, like dog fighting, you know, like oh ships or sorry ships, like uh, rocket, not rocket ships, like spaceships or jets fighting each other. Well, like and you've seen Independence Day, right? When you so, say dog fighting, I think of something else. You think of Michael Vick? Yes. No. Okay. Anyway, so there's a point in all of these movies that have like these big deals where they show like all the CGI of these rocket ships or not rocket these spaceships like battling each other and shooting you know shooting back and forth with each other where you pretty much they're like copy and pasted and they're all the, the you've seen one you've seen them all and your eyes kind of glaze over and that's like a moment where you just go and look at your phone because like you've seen one of these you've seen them all like mm-hmm. they've been you've been doing these literally for 40, 40 years right since right. since the first Star Wars so, um, at this point, or nearly thirty, nearly forty years. So, at this point, when it comes to Cena and he has a feud, and the heels is talking first, um, like you're guaranteed you're going to get like the same promo of fired up passion from uh, talking about you know how excited he is and how much somebody. Or how much, he, how hard he works, and how much passion, dedication he has, and hustle and loyalty, respect, and pointing out a kid in the crowd, or pointing out something in the crowd as part of it, a part of it, like that's like literally like he turns these out like clockwork, like they're literally like they're like the John Stockton of of promos. Yeah. You're going, you know, you're going, you know what you're going to get from him. So I, it's just like at this point, I just, you know, like okay, cool. They're effective. They do the job, but like if you watch enough rats, if you watch enough rats, and you know he does you, this like seen, once every month. We've seen your work. We've yeah. seen we've seen your work, John. Yeah, that's um, his, that's his deal, and that's fine because they're good. It's just you know that's that's it. It's, yeah, it's like saying that the Rock, like all you got for the Rock, all the thing the Rock had, is, he got his These ridiculous jokes. jokes. These jokes, yeah, and, and and that's fine. It gets over. You know that's his thing. Right. Um. I just know the match is going to be great. And I'm, yeah. I'm anticipating if, if John Cena beats AJ Styles at SummerSlam, it sh- it is a crime. Um, <laughs> and I think that's why they gave him the win at Battleground. Uh, so we saw him pin Styles at some point. But seeing as how Styles going forward is probably going to be challenging for the title. Um, yeah, I think it would be a crime if John Cena beats AJ Styles. At SummerSlam, seeing as how Cena so. really doesn't win at SummerSlam anyway, you know that's not really his thing. I per- especially given that you know the show that he's done just got picked up, so he's going to be leaving in like two months, right? Like you can be, you can be John Cena, like you can be John Cena, let him win two more 